My name is Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Today's broadcast was brought to you by Beyond Design, where they work to provide businesses with affordable and individualized marketing through quality design and strategic implementation in online media promotions, print advertising, events, and public relations marketing. You can find Holly Brunette and her team at Beyond Design at graphicbeyonddesign.com. And note, anytime you see the AGC logo at one of our events on a sign, print, or social media post, you will know that Holly and her team at Beyond Design took great care of us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here because, you know, it's, as you mentioned, um, you know, my story this is how we relate to people. But my story, I sometimes forget how tough my childhood was because of what I'm going through now. And I'm sharing that because I think it's important for us to you know, really remember our childhood and how it makes us become who we are today. I was just chatting with a friend on Facebook just now. I was just chatting with her and she said, I just, you're, I just love how strong you are. And it reminded me of that I didn't have all that great of a childhood. I'm going to go into a little bit of that in a little bit here. But Jim Rohn, you may have heard of this gentleman named Jim Rohn. And he says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So who are you spending your time with? Are you spending your time with people who are um, making you feel small, making you feel dumb, making you feel ignorant, making you feel like you're never going to be successful? Are you spending your time with people who are uplifting and inspiring and motivational and they're going to keep you going and they really have your best interest at heart? Who are you spending your time with? I would love for you to share in the chat, you know, who is it that you're spending your time with? How do you feel right now? How are you feeling right now? Probably listening to Lois and then listening to Linda Sunshine West. By the way, that is not my given name. That's the name that was given to me by people within the last just couple of years. Now, it's interesting, as I say that, I'm 57 years old, and at 57, I look at that and I say, how come nobody called me sunshine the first 55 years of my life? <laughs> you know, it wasn't only until just the last two years that people started calling me sunshine, and I realized it was because I have completely changed my life, and as Lois stated, in 2015, I faced a fear every single day, every single day. I want you to think about that. You're putting yourself out there to face a fear every single day. Well, why did I face a fear every day is one of the questions that I get asked often. And the reason I faced a fear every single day is because I had so many fears. But it wasn't until 2014 when I hired a life coach who helped me to even realize that there were a lot of fears that I had that I wanted to face, that I wanted to break through, that I wanted to change my life. And so I went on this path. So by working with my life coach, she helped me to unlock so many challenges that I had from my previous life, you know, my, my childhood mainly. is I carried all this baggage around with me for years. But she helped me to realize who I am and what value I have on this planet. By knowing the value I have, that is what set me on a path on a trajectory like no other. Now, during that year of fears, when I faced a fear every single day, I didn't jump out of any planes. 
I didn't eat any bugs. I didn't do bungee jumping. I didn't have fears like that. I mean, I, I do have fears like that. Don't get me wrong. But my fears were so deep rooted in one thing, mainly one thing. And that was the fear of judgment. Many of us have the fear of judgment. It's actually the number one fear. And I do have dogs. I'm at home just like everybody else. And for some reason, they're barking. There must have been a fly that flew by or something, so they're barking at it. But, you know, fear is something we all have it. I went, I interviewed this gentleman. He has an IQ of uh, over 190. He's known as the scorpion. And I asked him, do you have any fears? And he said, yeah, I have this fear, a fear of boredom. So I was thinking like, oh, my gosh, that's a fear. Like I hadn't even thought of that as being a fear. And then I interviewed a gen- another gentleman. He's a bariatric surgeon. He's, one, he's a world-renowned bariatric surgeon. I asked him, do you have any fears? Because I'm looking at these people who are very successful and they got so much going for them. Like, do you have any fears? Yes, I have a fear of insignificance. So I was looking at fears and seeing what kinds of fears other people have and comparing those in a way to my fears just to see like what's different about us. The thing is that we all have fears. We just have different fears and they come from different reasons, different experiences that we've had in our our past. And so what is it that we're going to do to break through those fears? So January 1st of 2015, I woke up that morning and I said, whoa, I'm so addicted to the change that had happened for me while I was working with my life coach in 2014, I said, I'm so addicted and I'm hooked on change that I want to keep my life changing. Oh man, I've got so many fears. I'm going to break through a fear every day. Now I didn't set a New Year's resolution because I don't know about you, but I don't ever follow through on any New Year's resolutions I've made probably ever in my entire life. So it wasn't a New Year's resolution. Instead, I made a commitment. And this is a commitment to myself. This was a commitment to change who I am. This was a commitment to see what I could do by facing a fear every single day. So every single morning, I would wake up, and the very first thing, before I even got out of bed, before my my feet hit the floor, I would wake up and ask myself this question, And I remember the first day I did it, it was January 1st, 2015. I'm laying in bed. I open up my eyes and I said out loud, what scares me? And I just laid there. Now, my husband thought I was nuts because I was like, what the heck are you doing? But I laid there in the bed and I just waited until the first thing came up. I don't remember what it was because that's not what's important here. What's important is that I made a decision, I made a commitment, and I kept going. So every single day I went through this process, wake up, open eyes, say out loud what scares me, and wait. I wait for the answer. Whatever was the very first thing that came to my mind was the fear I was committed to facing. It didn't matter what it was, who it was with, where it was. It was just I had to face that fear every single day. So the most common question I get asked is, what was your biggest fear? Well, this is how I realized like after the year was over and I was, you know, going on my merry way and, and doing things and changing my life. The biggest fear I had was, which is actually the number one fear. You know, they say 
More people are scared of speaking on stage than they are of dying. More people are scared of speaking on stage than they are of dying. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Well, if you think about it and you break it down, like I did, because you know I had these fears every single day I'm facing, and I'm like, people aren't scared of speaking on stage. They're scared of the judgment that will come across from speaking on stage. So whether that's doing a video, putting out a social media post, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, there's this fear of possible judgment, getting on a phone call and calling somebody, asking for the sale. There's so many fears that we have, but judgment is the number one fear. Napoleon Hill talks about it in his book, Think and Grow Rich. So as I'm going on this journey, I started meeting some very interesting, I like to kind of equate it to I would stop myself from sinking when I read this stinking thinking. If I only had a brain, a heart, a home. Courage. Courage is the opposite of fear. So what happened in 2015 as I start going on this journey, this journey of self-awareness, this journey of experiences, this journey of meeting people I'd never met before. I am a shy extrovert. And what this means is as I'm approaching a situation, I'm shy to it. But when I get there, I'm balls to the wall and I'm ready to rock and roll and I'm going to have a great time. You know, but getting me to the situation is a challenge. Why? The fear of judgment. So I'll sh briefly, I want to make sure I'm very uh, cognizant of my time. I get 15 minutes. So I'm going to stick to that 15-minute time limit. So I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household. My dad was extremely abusive, very condescending, and I don't really remember a whole lot of things he said when I was young that were nice. Now, I'm sure there were. I just don't remember them. Okay. At five years old, I packed up my bags and I ran away. At five years old, I ran away and I was gone for an entire week. And, okay, first question people always ask, where did you go? Where did you go? I only went to the neighbor's house, but I want you to think about this. You have a five-year-old child or you were five years old at one time. And I was gone for that week, right? While I was gone, what happened? What happened during that week was something that I didn't realize at the time, but was very instrumental as to who I became until I hired my life coach. Nobody came to get me. Mom and dad must not really love me. They didn't come to get me. They don't want me around. These were the beliefs that I had at age five. And they were solidified, locked in tight until I was 51 when I hired the life coach. Now, it's interesting. I was sitting with this gentleman. You may have heard of him. His name is Les Brown. And I was talking to Les, and he was asking me my story. And, and by the way, he is so amazing. He actually listens to you. you know? So he listened. He took lots of notes. And, and he said, well, why would you run away that day? Now, nobody ever asked me that question. Everybody always asked me the same question. Where did you go? But nobody ever asked me. Why did you run away? And I said, 
Well, I was tired of it. I was, you know, five years old and they're yelling and screaming and my dad is beating my mom and my mom's just taking it. Like I ran away because I was got, I got so fed up with it. And he goes, no, 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 that's not it. I go, what do you mean? What else could it be? Well, you had gotten fed up with it. I'm sure before you were five, but what was it about that particular day that you ran away? And I realized it was my courage. I had an exorbitant amount of courage when I was five years old. And I ran away. I just picked up. I'm out of here. I'm sick of it. And I'm out of here. And I didn't let myself put up with it. So what happened was a week later, my mom did know where I was. I just didn't know she knew where I was. A week later, she calls the neighbor and she says, hey, Linda, Linda's been gone long enough. You can send her home now. And so I came home. With my head down, literally, I didn't look people in the eyes for decades. With my head down and my tail between my legs. Fear set in at age five, and it locked in so tight. Then I ended up marrying somebody just like my dad. Somebody who was condescending, said all kinds of mean things to me. And I carried this with me for 46 more years until I was 51 years old. And my life coach unlocked the brilliance that I have inside that I didn't even know was there. I had forgotten about it. So what happened is I go on this path of this journey and I start meeting people like Les Brown, like uh, Jack Canfield. I interviewed stars on the red carpet like Wesley Snipes. That was actually one of my favorite stories. You know, it's, uh, I can't, don't have time to share that one today, but it was one of my favorite stories because of what I did to make these things happen. These were through the relationships that I, relationships that I've created throughout the years. So I have Lois and, you know, she's an amazing, amazing person, an amazing friend I've met in the last couple of years. But I met this one gentleman in particular. His name is Greg Reed. He's my mentor now. But Greg is one person in my life who has unlocked, not my mind, because my life coach did that, but he has unlocked the relationships that I have today. Now, Greg is an international motivational speaker. He puts on an event that's a number one Forbes-rated event called Secret Knock, and he has connected me with these people. I met Les Brown because of Greg Reed. I met Jack Canfield because of Greg Reed. I met Wesley Snipes because of Greg Reed. I met, you know, all these different people that I've met. It's been absolutely amazing because of that connection, that relationship that I have to somebody. So I want you to think, who are some of the people that you're hanging out with in your life right now? Are they serving you to help you to serve your higher purpose, your, your highest purpose that you have here on this planet? What are they doing for you for your life? And I stopped my timer there. Okay, good. What are they doing to help you to live your best life? So think about this. Are they serving you or are they not serving you? Now, while I was on this journey and meeting all these amazing people, guess what happened? I became sunshine. I was never sunshine before because I had so much anger, so much hate, so much disdain because of my childhood. I've released all of that and moving into who I am today is the sunshine person that you're seeing in front of you today. But it's because of those relationships. So what ended up happening as I started meeting people like Greg, the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the founder of Ugg Boots, I have these people in my books, you know, they're helping me to tell their stories as well. And I'm helping them to tell their stories in my books. But what ended up happening is as I became sunshine, the people in my life who were no longer sunshine or who weren't sunshine, they weren't all along because they were the people I hung out with. The five people I hung out with were negative people. 
I was a negative person. So as I start meeting these positive and uplifting people and I become this sunshine person that I am today, guess what? All of those negative people just disappeared. So you'll know when you're actually really making a shift in your life, when you step into those positive environments that you really want to be part of. Now, if you don't want to be part of them, I'm not going to force you to, of course. But if you want to be part of something that is positive and uplifting, find those people who are doing what you want to do. Not only that they're doing what you want to do, but they're successfully doing what you want to do. Get yourself out there. Face your fears. Fear, false evidence appealing. Okay, here, I, I wrote this down to make sure I would say this. False evidence appearing really cool. False evidence appearing really cool. Here's another one. Fear. Face everything and run into it. Don't run away from it. Run into it. And my favorite, the one I came up with, faith erases anxious reactions. When your faith is strong, your fear is weakened. If you're having a fearful situation, think about how strong your faith is. I want you to check into your faith. I want you to tap into that. And then what I want you to do is I want you to change the words fearful, scared, anxiety, any of those words that bring up that nervous energy, I want you to replace it with one word, and that's the word excited. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to speak on this stage. I'm excited to be in front of you, this audience. I'm excited to provide this information to you. I'm excited to be at this networking event. I use that word so often, you'll see me probably overuse it, but it's one of the words that I use in order to get me into a heightened state of positivity, heightened state of positivity. 